What's up, guys? Welcome to Full Count. My name is Steven. This is Andrew. That's Nick out in the East Coast. Uh, today, we're going to talk about basically a little bit of our backgrounds, why we started this channel, and we're going to give you some examples on some of our Full Count moments and how we overcame yep. adversity. So stay tuned. Thank you for joining and enjoy the show. Three balls, two strikes, pressure is on. This is where we discuss real estate, property improvement, and business. Together, we'll strategize on how to win. Welcome to the Full Count. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Full Count. And uh, as Stephen mentioned, we're going to be going over a couple of topics today. So a bit of our background, why you should care about us, uh, what the show is going to be about, and what value you're going to get from it. So with that, I guess uh, I'll hand it off to, to Andrew to kick off on a bit about himself, his background, how he got into real estate, and uh, kind of where he is now. Yeah, and just to reiterate that, Nick, uh, we want to give value to everyone that's listening and watching. So we hope our stories and our advice or comments uh, help you. So with that being said, my background, I'm a real estate agent here uh, based in Beverly Hills, but I work throughout um, Southern California. I got into the business uh, around 2015 as an intern, and then now I've been a realtor for about, I think, seven years. Nice oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Um, intern you started as an intern yeah low-level intern pushing paper being a gopher getting dry cleaning wait wait wait. okay so before you came as an intern what were you doing there what were you doing before okay oh uh so before that from like 2012 2014 i was in the tech startup that i founded okay yeah and uh that now that was extremely difficult i had like uh three jobs i was working and i was running a startup right and I needed capital. So we, I had some programmers based in UCLA and then other places as well. We built out this mobile app, which was an advice app for people. And uh, I needed capital. So what I did is I cold called the guys on a million dollar listing uh, Bravo TV show in LA. And I said, hey, I, you know, I got through the secretary and whatnot. And eventually I landed a phone call with one of them and said, hey, I have this idea. He's like, who the hell is this? You know? <laughs> and then I, I told him. Yeah, I told him this quick idea. I said, hey, you know, I know you're busy, but this is my idea. Just want to see if we can sit down very briefly at your office. Yeah. I'll make it very convenient for you. So he goes, all right, let's do it. So I sit down with these um, these uh, three guys and uh, Josh Altman. Actually, it's two at that time. Josh Altman, Sam Real. I pitch them the idea. They're like, this is a good idea. Come back when you kind of go a little bit further. I'm like, all right, whatever, I'll do it. Six months later down the line, I call them up again. They're like, oh, you need you need money now? Are you ready? I'm like, no, uh, I kind of ran out of uh, funds already. The right. servers were too expensive. I want to be your intern. They said, done, let's go. And that's how it started. And then that led to real estate? That was an internship position for the realtors. Gotcha. So the goal was to become a realtor. Although like throughout my life, I never cared about real estate, or wanted to be a real estate agent. I kind of just fell in place. Or you finagled your way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I, was, I was a hustler, man. So like even before that, when I was in high school, I was thinking of working like at Warner Brothers nice. and the movie uh, production series and, and all that. But I literally would knock on the movie uh, production door and speak to the security guard and ask them if I can come in just to get a job application. They're like, oh, it's online. You know, I was like, no, I understand that. But I just want to get my foot in the door. Uh, long story short, they turned me away each time. <laughs> what did you do at Warner Brothers? Uh, I just wanted to be so. In college, I took an acting class because I wanted to break out of my shell because I've always been an introvert. Mm -hmm. And um, I took an acting class. I, I fell in love with, you know, movies and whatnot. I've always liked movies to begin with. And um, 
I just want to do something in the background, like a producer, you know, get the location, get some of the actors for the, for the specific movie or whatever, and be on the business side of it. Uh, and then low key, I was like, if I could land a role as a background yeah. or like a little sidekick person, I would do that too. All right. Yeah, I mean, being out there in LA, that's the thing to do, right? That's why everybody everyone does. wants to be an actor and everyone yeah. wants to be a realtor. Exactly. Now, so, did that have anything to do with uh, the tech startup that you founded after that? You know, that's a good question, sort of. So, yeah. I have no background in the entertainment industry, no background in real estate, as far as like my family or friends. Um, and I had trouble breaking through the movie scene. And I was like, what if I could actually reach out to someone that could help me? that's willing to help me. And I said, well, I should create something, a tool where I can connect with someone that's an expert in their craft and ask them for advice and make it a community of people that can exchange ideas. And um, essentially the person giving advice would be the one that would get rated on that advice, like the Yelp for the individual. Gotcha. At that time I was in Silicon Valley trying to, you know, uh, get attention for it and to meet other entrepreneurs. And they told me at the time, you know what? I think this is too soon of a technology. I don't know if people are ready for it yet. This was right before Instagram was even a thing. So it was very new. I think Vine was was uh, hot at the time. Yeah, I remember Vine. Oh, yeah. I think Vine was hot at the time. They're like, yeah, they're like, uh, I don't know if this is going to be. I think this is too soon for its time. And also, I called it Reply Soon because I wanted people to set their availability to provide advice. But lo and behold, you know, um, I thought people really cared about their time and wouldn't waste time on the phone. I was totally wrong as we see people spend hours looking at videos that make no sense. And uh, mm -hmm. that kind of led me to creating that idea. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm glad I, I did it because it connected me and landed me in the right spot with everything. And that's kind of how I met my fiance, too. I reached out to reporters um, to get attention on the app and. Yeah, it's a long story. It was a good time. I didn't, I didn't know that's actually how you met. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah. You guys didn't know? No. no. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, when I had the app out around the time I met the the, the realtors, I was uh, hitting up reporters saying, "Hey, can you do a story on my on my uh, on my idea?" And Melissa was one of them. Yeah, she was a reporter at the time oh. in Texas, and we connected like on a professional level for about a year, and then we started dating like a year a year or so later. So what, what ended up happening with the tech startup? We know what happened with you and Melissa. You guys are engaged now. So congratulations on that. <laughs> so, so yeah, my tech startup, my failure, right? I have, and by the way, I'm not a programmer. I've mm -hmm. always been like a general student, B student in high school, played baseball. And um, uh, it was a failure, unfortunately, my tech startup. That one tech startup I did. And, but it landed me where I am today, sitting here with you guys, Beverly Hills, uh, and then you being in the East Coast, Nick. And um, and it got me my fiance. So I think that's why it's good to go out and try and get what your um, whatever you want in life and just attempt it. If you fail, who cares? I'm sure it's gonna piece things together for you like a puzzle and land you where you want to be. Right. I mean, there really are no failures, right? It's a learning opportunity. It's a learning opportunity. Yeah. yeah. And if you're not failing, that means you're not really trying. Exactly. Right. Exactly. What would you I mean, say your uh, like your full count moment is? If you had like a turning point or somewhere where there was like a lot of uh, but maybe like a big decision you had to make, you know? Yeah. Well, there's, I feel like there's a lot of those moments every day, but I do remember this one, um, one time a couple of years ago, uh, with a celebrity client of mine, um, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was stressful because it was celebrity high caliber person, business managers involved, attorneys involved in the, um, in the deal. I had to get photos done for the property 
And the client of mine said, you have X amount of hours to get this executed. And after that, you know, the hell with it. So um, I had to call gardeners to, you know, improve the landscaping of the property mm -hmm. at the time. And unfortunately, um, time was getting very limited. And they came over and these these gardeners, man, they were they were not good. They were lazy. <laughs> they were lazy. And I said, guys, I need this done immediately because I'm doing a photo shoot today. So they're they're lazy. And I hear one of them because uh, I, I told them very politely. Right. I was in a suit. And then one of the guys, you know, they were speaking Spanish. He's like, ah, este, este hombre es una princesa. Something this guy's like a that. little princess. <laughs> yeah. <Damn. laughs> so I was like, I, I heard that and I went to the bathroom. I, I brought like a extra pair. I always have an extra pair of gloves. You put your, you put your crown on and you're like, All no, right. <laughs> imagine that. No, I, I put on like workout clothes and I, I started grabbing like these uh, bags of, um, of uh, what do you call it? Um, gosh, why am I like construction here? bags? Like the big black ones or no, like uh, mulch oh, mulch. Okay, okay. I grabbed these bags of mulch and started hiking up the driveway and I started helping them. And the guy's like, Oh wow, you're helping us. I'm like, yeah, of course I want to get this done. Then I earned the respect. And I started sweating. I was it was it sucked, but I wasn't prepared to do that. But I was boxed in in a, in a in a certain position where I had to execute, get them to finish, do the photo shoot. And uh, unfortunately, you know, they finished on time. I would say a lot of that was my help because I was the one bringing you know things yeah. these things up You're and down. Yeah, yeah, I was the mule, mule, but I got it done, and I wasn't complaining. And um, and I feel and like we, getting, we something, finished. getting something done like that for a big client. You have to do. I mean, the referrals after is yeah. what helps out sometimes too, right? Just a hundred percent. However, the the client of mine wasn't at the house, so she, she had no idea I did all of this. I know, but you got it done, and I got it right? done. And she's like, now she'll remember. Oh, he he was on time. I gave maybe she didn't even care, but he had very limited time. He did everything on time and finished when I wanted right. it done. But of course, I didn't tell her. <clears throat> oh, by the way, you know, I ended up being gardener for the day. Yeah, um, yeah. She would. I think that even the biggest. Care. The, one of the biggest values from that story, though, is that you're never, you know, too high or too mighty or too above sure. anybody else, right? To yep. actually get in and get your hands dirty. A hundred percent. That's why. And you could have just complained and been like, "These guys are yeah, crazy." Right. Blah, blah blah blah. Yeah, I could have yeah, complained. I could have them around. You know, I could have ordered them around, been mean to them, and they would have definitely not finished the job. Yeah. By the time the photographer would have got there, the, the landscaping would still look like crap because there was weeds everywhere, and we needed to put uh, this mulch to make it look nice and pretty, and then they were putting in right. some, some agave plants and whatnot. But uh, it ended up working out. But if I would have complained or been um, too stressed out and I couldn't do it, it would have been a bad situation. I probably would have got fired. I ended up selling the home in the Hollywood Hills nice. and everything turned out great. So I think what you said, Nick is right on the money. Um, you really just got to go out and execute and not feel like you're high and mighty and you just got to get down and dirty and do what needs to be done. Right. Exactly. Wow. I mean, we'll be going through a lot more examples for sure of that, you know, throughout the show. So that's, you know, one of the main points of it. Um, yeah. And I mean, now, you, uh -huh. you know, now you, you being a realtor there in LA, most of your clientele are, would you say are more affluent clients, uh, you know, more like, you know, middle class or how would you categorize? Them? I would say, I mean, I have clients of all, I have all clients of all type ranging in different incomes, but I mm -hmm. primarily aim for like high middle class to um, upper middle class just because of the price points. Right. Right. Okay. No, good. And I mean, that's more or less how you've met Steven, right? Yeah, so Steven, you know, give us your background because we did uh, end up falling in line with each other. And, and it's, it's funny because 
Andrew and I have actually had a conversation before while playing catch. Yeah. Um, and then we've had similar things. So like, I was also in a startup. I was also at yeah. some point where I was like, ah, I don't know what's going on here. And then I ended up meeting him anyways. Um, oh, a little bit about myself. Good times. Um, let's see. I went to school, graduated as a social worker. Um, came, I was from living in Hawaii, you know, playing college baseball, freaking dream life, like nice. beautiful island. You know, if you're in college and playing sports, so you think life is amazing. You don't really have any things to worry about. Right. Then reality hit, man. I came to LA. I was working in Skid Row, in and oh, out of jail. Um, not because I was in jail, but I was Helping. working with clients. Mm -hmm. um, homeless people. To be on my caseload, you had to be chronically homeless. You had to have two co-occurring disorders. And then you had to be a non, uh, non-violent felon. So if you had those three criteria, you would fall under my wow. caseload. That's intense. So I went so from what, living what in Hawaii. Exactly? A social worker. You were a social so worker. So basically, you went to school for it, right? Yeah. So well, I graduated, um, came to LA, like I said, from Hawaii, beautiful stuff, to LA, which is where I was born and raised, but I never really spent much time in Skid Row. So I had to go to jail. I would, you know, fill out a bunch of paperwork. If they fell under my type of client, then they would come under my caseload. It was my job to find them housing, income, you name it. I had to put them back into society. Sure. So I did that for about like two and a half years and man when they, when they tell you that you take things home from work it, it really you really do like i started getting basically wow just negative i'd be like a negative person like and i would hear these stories of people who had really messed up lives and backgrounds and and then i would kind of look in my life and if i was complaining about something i'd be like it's not that bad it's not even that bad yeah. whatever blah blah blah, blah. or if <clears> somebody <throat> told me like my girlfriend norelli if she would tell me something i'd be like like i would be like dude are you kidding me I just heard some other person talk about how this, this, and that. I became mean. I didn't like it. So I called uh, one of my uh, called one of my best friends at the time, Zach. Hope we have him on here sometime. He's a great dude. And I was telling him, man, I can't handle this. Like this is this is crazy. I'm literally living in Skid Row, like walking around needles, and it was just bad. And he's like, dude, just leave, man. You should. You have the opportunity. Go leave. There's so many things you can do. And uh, I actually ended up running into an old baseball buddy who had a startup and yeah. I helped, I helped him do, helped him work the startup. I did that for about six, seven months. We were backed by Fandango. Everything was going wow. great. That's impressive. And then, and then one day they're like, Oh yeah, your funding's cut. And, uh, <laughs> oh, no. I have a job now. And I'm like, damn. Yeah. So I went to my sister's house. Um, I happened to be working with, Oh, I happened, you know, my sister happened to be with a jeweler. This guy named Chase, Chase Gregory. Shout great out guy. Chase. Great guy. Great dude. And uh, he heard me telling my sister, I just lost my job literally like two hours ago. I don't know what to do. His company was growing. And he's like, hey, I need a right-hand man. Basically, like, why don't you come in tomorrow? See what you think. The next day I was working. And then <clears> it just <throat> stayed there. That's where I met Andrew. Yeah. Things beautiful, lined up. About a beautiful watch. And, uh, yeah, the whole time, this whole time, I was actually doing construction on the side with my dad. My dad is an architect and uh contractor so the whole time like i would work weekends with my dad ever since i was a kid doing a lot of construction um never really thought i was going to be doing that full time but i always would tell my dad hey man i love this this is cool i love building things with my yeah. hands I love getting down and dirty i love figuring out problems and i didn't care if i was outside in the sun working it was, it was fun to me it was like it was your side hustle then at that time at my time it was while my you were side selling hustle. jewelry while selling jewelry, while doing the startup, while being a social worker. 
Okay. I was but your dad, your dad is like a, a craftsman. I mean, he was an architect, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so my dad's always been doing it. And my dad's amazing at it. Great guy too. And I love work. I love my dad. My dad's like my one of my best friends, and, and working with him is just great. Yeah. So after working in the jewelry business for a while, we started really getting busy. Uh, especially during the pandemic, you know, people were upgrading. Great, great timing in a way too. Everything yeah. again, everything kind of lines up when you go after. And what you, you know, want. right? Like in the pandemic, all, all everybody was like, "Oh, I need to convert this spare awesome room into an office," or For sure. blah, blah 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 blah. So it just kind of like God grew and grew and grew, and got to the point where I was like, "Dad." I kind of have some experience running a company now because for the jewelry thing, that's mm -hmm. what I would do. I do all the books, manage, right -hand man. project management. Yeah, I was basically just chasing that. So I was like, why don't we just start a company? He's like, that's a good idea. So we got our light, we took the test, got our license, became general contractors. It's been about almost two years now of doing that. Uh, yeah, about a year and a half. And uh, Dope. that's where I ended up, you know, I nice. met you, met Nick. Now we have this awesome podcast where we get to talk. There you go. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh -huh. So do you focus just on uh, contracts that you get, that you do and work for other people? Or are you yeah. also in like investing yourselves, you know, fixing, flipping, that kind of stuff? Yeah, so my goal is to also invest. Um, I, I bought a house recently, about a year ago. I bought a house, so that was, you know, my first one. My goal is to have two houses by 30. I'm 28. So I got about a year and a half to get a second property. Nice. And then uh, hopefully this guy can help me out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the goal is to just keep buying time. property. Thanks. I want to keep buying property. Yeah. No, but you you do uh, multiple, um, like your clientele ranges. It's kind of like mine too, right? Yeah. I see you do multi, multi-million dollar homes. I also see you do like general homes, like 800 to a million uh, yeah. dollars and whatnot. Yeah. So, and, and they've been ranging anywhere from San Dimas. If you guys aren't local, it's a little bit east. Hacienda mm -hmm. Heights to, you know, Woodland Hills area, Calabasas. So yeah, it's, it's right now the, the main focus is managing different projects when they're going at the same time, mm -hmm. working with different subcontractors if need be, and basically also getting my hands dirty. What's the name of the company? CNC Construction and Remodeling. There you go. CNC what is for uh -huh. Camberos and Camberos. That's my dad. And dad me. and you. Good. So yeah. Entrepreneur here. Awesome. Yeah. So yes. What would you say your number one full count moment was? So Man, my full count moment, I think, was uh, when I decided to leave social work. Mm. I think I, I, I felt like I was kind of trapped, you know, doing something. And it was it was hard because out of all the clients that I had, I, I've had over 200 clients uh, that I worked with mm -hmm. in those two and a half years or so. There was like one person that I can tell you that I actually really helped. Changed? Yeah. And... Believe me, I busted my ass trying to help people. And, and it's just, yeah. you would work for months, months, get them something, and then they would just throw it away. And it was so heartbreaking for me too and for them. And it was just a nightmare. That's so, a mind game being a social worker. Yeah. Sure. So I think my moment was, you know, deciding to leave because I was like, I went to school for this. You know, I graduated for this. This is what I've been working for. Yeah. And now it's something that I literally cannot do. I can't stand. Mm -hmm. I had more fun getting freaking down and dirty under a house <laughs> soldering some pipes with my dad and i was right. like why did i go to school and you know I, I wouldn't change anything of my education as far as going to school and doing all that because i feel like all that made me the person i am today right mm -hmm. but i was in that moment where i was like man you're kind of vulnerable yeah you had a plan go to school become a social worker and it was all working out 
but then you deviate it away. And from then life it. hits you and you're like, damn, this isn't really cool. Like, well, I mean, that just that goes to show you that, you know, you go for what you think you would like to do, what you would like to enjoy. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you yeah. Yeah. Try, and if it doesn't work out, time. you don't like it. Yeah. Then you could always do something else. Yeah, yeah. So I think that that was my, my big, you know, full count moment where I could either leave, I could stay and who knows, maybe I would have stayed and today I would have been, you know, a big old grump being <laughs> angry. Yeah. At the we would have never met. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I would have probably never seen you. But I mean, so no, I, you know, knowing you, Steven, you seem like more of an empathetic, you know, type of guy. And no, I think so. so am I. And nice to be in that sure. field, yeah, you you have to be able to separate yourself, you know, mentally, emotionally yeah. from the clients that you're dealing with, from the people that you're dealing with. Otherwise, you absorb their energies, you know, what they've been through. Your hardship, just, man. Yeah. Yeah. It, it feels like it's their tough. issues become like because you want to help them. And you take it home with you, and right? You take it home and, and you're like, you're just thinking about them. Like, man, I couldn't find this guy a house today. So now he's living on the street. Like, yeah. like some dude doesn't even have a tent or anything. Like he's yeah. on the yeah. freaking curb. And, and that's because like I couldn't find him anything, you know? And, and now I wake mm -hmm. up the next morning, like I got to get there and go help this guy. Dang, and right. you just keep what going. And you get barriers and then the city and the county and doesn't give you funding, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, damn. Mm -hmm. It was just that. But yeah. But I mean, it also goes to show you that there's, you know, no matter how hard it gets, or what situation you're in, there's always somebody out there who has a worse off situation, who has it harder. So absolutely for sure. You know, don't, and that, don't that's the way to get by. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whenever I have a bad day, I think, okay, well, I could be in a way worse situation right now. Right. Yeah. yeah. If you're looking at it from a world perspective, um, I don't know. I, I think there's a statistic out there that if you make over like thirty-seven thousand dollars a year, this is like world from the world, you're considered like the top ten percent or 1% of the world, something like that. Yeah. Because that's what most people don't even, I mean, in Mexico, I have, you know, I grew up uh, going to Mexico all the time, families in Mexico. A lot of people don't make much money out there. No. no. So, and, yeah. and you know, I'm, I mean, I, I love like, I'm, I'm proud to be in America. I love living in this country. And, and that's one thing that I always think of is at least I'm in a place where there's opportunity. Yes, you know. Yes, if you're because you could be it, you'll get in it. a really bad situation, and and you know, I'm sure there's people who have way worse situations than mine when it was when I was a social worker, but you still have the opportunity mm -hmm. to be like, you know, I'm going to completely change 180 and do something else, and and especially, I mean, in LA, there's opportunity to make money everywhere. Yeah, as long as you hustle and you grind. So, it's, yeah. but it's a matter of hustling and grinding. Yeah. That's that's where. Where it comes down to yeah nick how about you uh give us uh next definitely know. not a yeah. new york guys <laughs> no just a yankees fan just a yankees fan you can't uh, you can't rock a new yankee york. hat though in boston can you i don't think so yeah i can I, <laughs> it'll be fun huh like, maybe it's safe I, I don't think i'm brave enough to do something like that <laughs> that's actually so i've been to a, pretty much at least a yankees game once every year and they're they're fun they're good times it's a great team but yeah yeah i've always yeah. wanted to go to a yankee game man yeah, no, you guys got to come over here one one day, and uh, we'll go. But um, yeah, so I guess a bit of background on me. So um, originally from New York, you know, being so I'm a Yanks fan. Um, but I grew up in Florida, so it's South Florida, East Coast. It's pretty much like the second Northeast. You know, all the New Yorkers, New Jerseyans, uh, a lot of people from the Northeast went and moved down there um, over the past number of decades, right? Yeah. So grew up so down now. there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I grew up down there, um, went to school at the University of Florida, 
Um, got my bachelor's degree in uh, political science, uh, entrepreneurship, business. So there I was highly involved in the entrepreneurship space, the startup space, right? Um, helping some other, you know, student startups really get started, get investment funding, mm -hmm. all of that. Um, and then I ended up graduating and just kind of falling into uh, banking and finance. So I worked for JP Morgan Chase uh, for just about three years doing private banking, wealth management uh, in the Upper East Side of uh, Manhattan. So more affluential clients. And I tell you, some of the characters that I saw, it was, it was an experience. It was a suit and tie every day, right? I would yeah, imagine. suit and tie every day, of I course. I love that. I, I like that culture. I, I don't know. Uh, how about you? Do you like that culture, Nick? The being around uh, the suit and tie environment? Because that's kind of more me, but I mean, I, I think you that's know, a dream job in a way. Uh, not, not every day. <laughs> I think, I think yeah. it's unnecessary, especially nowadays, right? So, I mean, I've been yeah. working remote for the past, I don't know, like six years, five, six years now. Um, and it's just so much more time efficient. You know, but when you were at JP Morgan, you switched over to what industry? Yeah, yeah. So uh, when I was there, what I was doing, I just I, I started to really dislike it. Um, it just wasn't what I wanted to do. Right. If I were to stay in banking and finance, I wanted to do something more quantitative, mm. um, you know, maybe be like an analyst <laughs> one or something like that. And yeah. <laughs> it just got it got boring. Um and I wanted something a little more hands-on, right? Yeah, so absolutely. math, science, always my strong suit, high school through undergrad. Um, but I had not gone the engineering route or you know, the, any other math or science route mm -hmm. then because one of my goals at the time was to work for one of the federal agencies, right? Um, be a security. Be a fed, huh? Exactly. Exactly. So <clears throat> that was that was my reason for my undergrad degree. And then, I you know, see. when I graduated, we were just coming out, still coming out of like the 2008 recession and all the government agencies, the jobs were locked up at the time. So yeah. I just kind of ended up falling into banking and finance. Right. So it wasn't necessarily something that I wanted to do because I didn't want to spend all that time doing that. Mm -hmm. Right. It's kind of a waste. So I ended up uh, taking some uh, postgrad classes to kind of prep for that. Uh, over at Columbia while I was working full time. He's a brain man, telling you. Say what? You're you're a smart guy. That's all I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> I mean, we have degrees too, but I, I I've seen what you do in the engineering uh, realm of things. But so you end up getting your yeah. um, master's degree in engineering, or yeah, electrical ended up engineering. getting my master's degree in engineering, and then you know that's kind of when I think you started going out with Melissa more or less, and you know I got to know you a little better. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we, we started talking about a couple of different tech startup ideas, one that we've been working on over the past number of years on yeah. and off, right? That we're still off. trying to get, get launched. Yeah. So um, like every time we, we, we get ahead in our yeah. tech startup that we're doing, there's always, as, as life, there's always something that takes us back, like two steps back. And yeah. I think we're at that point now where we're about to, the catalyst, we have a catalyst, where we're going to jump ahead again, hmm. but I'm just preparing for that next downfall, but it is what it is, right? That's yeah. why. It's good to have multiple projects. viewers. Is there any right, viewers? exactly. What is it? Come on. Um, it's <laughs> it's real estate related. It's just like uh, it's AI to help um, people like myself lead generate. Uh, more so someone that's semi-seasoned or seasoned, but that does the, the you know the dirty work, uh, hits the, the the pavement, right, and knocks doors, cold calls, and 
it's a lot of uh, probabilities of who's likely to sell and you contact those people on the list. Right yeah. Um, so guys, so keep an eye out for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the goal it's is coming if, soon. <laughs> if it works out well, I'm going to use it first. Goal is I benefit profit off of it. And then I'm going to build a team maybe, and then sure license it, it out. Sure that it's... The minimal viable product is, is basically me. If it works for me, I can extend it out to people that I know, the realtors. Right. And then if it works for them and we fix the bugs or whatever, then we expand it out and license it out to other brokers. Right. Exactly. And I mean, you know, another blocker that we've had is we just have so many different ideas. Right. Yeah. And uh, it's a matter of kind of prioritizing which ones we should focus on first. Although I always try and, 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 and keep a, Nick, back to the focus of just this one for now, just because one, yeah. we have other ideas, but I'm like, you know what, if we had more You're time, not finish them all. no, we got to focus like, on one and just execute yeah. it all the way through until it fails or not and see where it goes. But um, Nick, tell us your full count moment that you had in, in at work or personal life. I mean, we shared ours. I'd like to hear yours. I would have to say in that transition mm -hmm. um, from when I was working at JP in New York, um to prepping and taking classes at, over at columbia in order to get into the program that i needed so i i knew what i wanted and where i wanted to go right but at the time i was working anywhere from eight to ten hour days right i was wow. living back in uh south brooklyn um so i wasn't in manhattan <clears throat> i hadn't looked to move into the city but what happened was when i actually moved up there at first um i was just staying with my grandmother for, you know, a temporary time until I found an apartment. And when I started living with her, I started realizing that she had been forgetting a lot more, um, oh, no. kind of getting the onsets of Alzheimer's, right? Um, and just really bouncing on her bills, overdrawing her checking account, not paying her oh, you yeah. know, credit card bills, even, you know, her bills that when it came to uh, the electricity and the gas and everything that had to do with the house, right? So I ended up having to really stay there and kind of manage everything financially, but also um, care for her, right? As, as much as I could when I was all, home. All while um, you're doing the whole transition, right? So you're right. dealing with that on the personal side. Yep. All, I mean, all three work. years I was there in New York while I was working eight to 10 hours. And then the last probably year, maybe a little more was probably the, the hardest because, you know, I was working full time and I was commuting at least an hour, hour and a half, one way on the train. Mm -hmm. Um, and then taking, you know, two classes, two, three classes over at Columbia, which were, you know, physics and math classes. So they weren't necessarily like any social science or at, or art classes or anything like that. Not to right, downplay right. those, but you know, they, yeah. they were a little more time consuming. Right. For sure. Right. So yeah. then it was all the stress leading up to where you are today, right? Oh, the, the, the transition is what it yeah. was. Was your was your was moment. my yeah? The, that probably moment. like year or so was probably my full count moment for sure. But right. it got me to where I want to go, and you I mean went through it exactly, and it, it it paid off. It paid off. I mean, my my grandmother ended up moving, finally convincing her and getting her to move down with my parents, and my parents mm -hmm. took care of her for you know the years that. She had lived um, after that. Uh, and I mean, I ended up, you know, getting a job with the company I wanted, doing what I wanted. Um, 
having the flexibility to work remotely, but also travel here and there. Um, some, you know, a lot of times overseas over to Europe and different other different places. So I've definitely been, been blessed for sure. So yeah. it was worth it. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. So we've all, we've all undertaken some little bit of hell to get to where yeah. we are like that. Yeah, yeah, I think no, it, I think it just comes down to being in a pressure situation with a full count, like in baseball, right? Three three balls, two strikes. You're either going to walk, strike out, uh, or get on base by hitting or home run. So uh, at that point, it's just a matter of executing your plan, whatever it is, yeah. and doing the best you can. And even though you have these obstacles, you just do your best to to get ahead and, and not really look for ways to complain. And yeah, and the full count moment presents different options. Like, and it's going to be unique yeah. to everybody. Like yeah. I gave a kind of a small example as to yeah. what that would have been for me. For sure. But everybody's got, you could say, like a full count moment where you can have the positives, the negatives, the kind of goods, the really goods, <laughs> yeah. the damn it, you're out. All That's right. true. So you can get hit by a pitch. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. one so hurts. Would you say that's why our viewers and listeners should, you know, listen to the show? To yeah, I think so. I think because. Different versions? Absolutely. And, and just kind of, we all going to bounce ideas off each other as to how sure. we got through it, you know, how things could have been maybe, I don't like to dwell on that too much, but just what we can do to move forward. And, right. you know, we're, we're all learning through this process, I think too, still. We will, yeah, we will continue to. And, and that's why we're like a community of um, people, you know, looking to execute and get to where right. we want to be, regardless of the hurdles that come our way. And then finding a way to come up with a plan to uh, attack those problems to get ahead. Right. So I think yeah. that's kind and of, I mean, hopefully, hopefully we could give some information back and that's why we help you, you know, get to where you want to go. Yeah. And um, you know, primarily we're going to talk a lot about real estate, home improvement when it comes to like remodels, things like that, wealth building, building wealth um, and getting uh, guests on here that have more expertise than we do in this, particular industry or whatever the case may be and that's where i think we're gonna have a lot of fun yeah because i'm excited to pick people's minds for like, sure like see you know in their full count moment what what were they thinking or how did they move yeah. past that thing like I, I love talking to people and hearing what their thought process was in that situation mm -hmm. what they had on the line what they were risking for sure and you know why they still went with that choice so i'm excited to talk to people like that too and as well as like yeah. uh i think what's needed too in this type of environment right now that we're having in society is more critical thinking so we're going to bounce off ideas off each other where we may agree or not uh, agree and just see what makes the most logical sense and obviously some emotion involved too but i think critical thinking is very key and uh it should be a lot of fun should be yeah. good looking All forward right. to it yeah, yeah. And Exciting. oh, oh one right. last thing, we're going to talk at the very end, not in this episode, but the next ones and the ones coming up ahead, uh, current events, which is where yeah. I feel like we're going to have a lot of fun. And that's where we uh, get our minds to think about what's going on in the world around us and how it can affect our industries or other industries. All right. Okay. Well, yeah, look forward to that. And uh, guys, hope you stick with us and uh, hope to see you on the next full count episode. So and if you like what you're seeing, you know, let us know. In the comments, uh, feedback, suggestions, anything specific, let us know. Open to uh, open a feedback and don't forget to subscribe. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you.